Hello and welcome to the Burlington Brief. I'm your host, Sarah Eshelman. And I'm Sydney Bowles. And we're back for another look at local news for our community. Now, astute listeners of our podcast and followers of local news will know that there's kind of a bit of an every other week schedule going on. You know, last week we're talking more about elections in general, looking ahead. This week we've got board meetings, we've got committee meetings, there's a lot happening. Um, so that we had school committee this week, we had select board, board of health, rec commission, all these big meetings. Sydney, where should we start? Sarah, if we don't talk about these pigs immediately, pig I'm going pigs? to lose my mind. Pigs? Pigs. Pigs. Uh, actually, okay, I want to save the pigs for later. Um, I think I want to, like, live in this in this realm of we're doing teasers now. That's what they call it in the biz. Uh, so hang tight. We're going to get to the pigs later. But first... So don't turn off your dial. Keep listening. Do You don't want to miss the pigs. You don't want to miss the pigs. So we're going to talk first about a climate report that was released from uh, Burlington Public Schools. Uh, this is not about global warming, as you might think. It is rather about how uh, parents and students and staff feel about the school school district. And it's kind of meant to be a closer look at equity issues, how everybody's feeling, uh, to, to dig a little deeper into what we got from the equity report that was released last year. So Sarah, you are on staff at uh, BPS. Did you fill this out? I did fill this out. I think I'm the kind of person I get this email on the survey, I just fill it out immediately, like it's okay, done. Um, but I don't remember my responses. Um, but I do know that on, we all had a professional development day coming back from winter vacation and the superintendent and assistant superintendent presented probably the same findings that I think Christy Cassation presented. They presented it to the staff as well as kind of sort of, as you said, sort of a talking point as to how are people feeling and where are areas of strength and areas of growth? Yeah, they called them grows and glows, which I thought was oh, I yes. thought that was cute. Um, I want to come back to your perceptions of those first, but I want to just get to those top line uh, results first. I think largely the survey was pretty positive uh, across race and gender demographics, across schools and grades. Uh, majorities of respondents had favorable impressions about feelings of belonging and safety, peer-to-peer -peer interactions and teaching and learning. Um, the most interesting discrepancy, I thought, was between uh, parents and teachers' perceptions of parent involvement. Uh, so this is a little specific. So about 60% of parents and guardians had a favorable rating of their own involvement in the school community. So they feel like parents feel like they're doing a good job engaging with the schools by and large, but only 37% of teachers had the same perception. So essentially, parents think they're doing a super good job engaging with the schools, staff isn't really feeling that on their end. And so um, Chrissy Concession, the director of public health for the school district, was essentially saying, you know, we don't know. Actually, I think that this was Melissa Massardo, excuse me, school committee member who was talking about this at school committee, essentially saying, we don't really know what's happening here. It may be that students or that um, teachers and staff have a different perception of what engagement looks like, or it may be that the school is offering X, Y, and Z opportunities to volunteer or to participate and parents would actually prefer if it was options a b and c right it's just like they're not meeting somehow even though all the intentions are there so there's a lot to to get into and it sounds like the district is going to be working on figuring out what that's all about and what what's going on there i think it's definitely something as you're saying like what is the gap um when I was kind of looking into the story, um, Sydney, I was thinking to myself how over the summer I actually took a professional development course about engaging with the community. 
And part of my coursework was reflecting on what my own district does. And I do think there might be a couple of reasons for the differences. And one reason I'm wondering is that this district may be doing quite a bit to reach out to the community that teachers are just not aware of. So I'm thinking back here at the high school, the counseling department has parent breakfast where parents can come in. I don't know what is being discussed, but I know it's a breakfast and I only know about it because I get an email saying, hey, there's leftovers, come on down. Um, so you can kind of see there's a bit of a gap as to what the teachers are seeing in their day to day versus maybe what the district is actually achieving. Mm, that's interesting. Um, so there's kind of that one piece where maybe the gap could be a kind of a failure to communicate or just not being aware. The other one I was kind of curious about, and I'm sure there's a fancy word for this, but some kind of statistical bias. It's kind of like, um, if, you know, if you do a survey of like, who likes to fill out surveys? And well, 100% of people who fill out the survey like surveys. Like, so you think about who are the families who responded to the survey and who responded to a climate survey likely are already the families who are very involved. Um, so like it could be a little bit of a statistical mm. gap going on as well. Right. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's a, that's a great point. You know, there may be, there may be, um, you know, the, the parents who are filling it out are the ones who are engaging and feeling proud of their engagement. And then there are other families who are not as engaged and also not taking the survey because they're not as engaged. Um, I think that is also really interesting. I will say, I think the, um, I don't have this written down in my notes, but I, I believe the uh, Chrissy Concession mentioned there were something like 12 to 14 languages represented amongst families that took the survey. And that's really impressive. That's it, really was, it was offered in all of these languages and, and responded to in those languages. Students could also take the um, the survey in English, Spanish or Portuguese. So that's super yeah. cool. So that's, that's really good, too, to think about, like. The district is working hard to reach all the families in our community um, to kind of prevent any kind of barriers in language. Yeah, I think this is something we'll we'll touch on a little bit later again. But it it seems like the district's intention with this kind of a survey is to have data over time to gauge perceptions of work that they're already kind of aware that they should be doing and they are doing right like mm -hmm. um chrissy concession was was kind of saying this is the second year that they've done the same survey questions at the same time of year um and they said pretty much there are the same strengths and weaknesses identified and they did say you know there's one place where we are seeing a market improvement and that was um building safety the, you yeah. know feeling safe being safe with with the, the buildings and that kind of thing and that's something they've been working on so they're able to see yes our work is translating people are seeing that we're doing work it right. is improving it's starting to show up so there are things that the district is doing that they're hoping this this survey will pick up as well as identifying additional areas for growth absolutely and you're kind of on kind of your point about it being connected to equity um because this is somehow linked to the equity audit and one of the things that um when the equity audit didn't really break out responses into different categories. So we couldn't really tell, like, is there a difference between how families of color are feeling um, versus like white families? Like what's the difference if there is a difference? Did this report do a good breakdown? Like, was there a good breakdown that way? So this report was divided by race, ethnicity, gender, gender, ident gender identity, grade, and school. So there are a lot more ways to, to break apart that data. Um, 
I am a little salty about this. That data was not made available to me. Uh, so I have not seen that breakdown, but ostensibly the school has it and they are digging into that. What we can say, what Chrissy Concession said on Tuesday night was students who identified as black or African American as well as Asian, uh, Asian, excuse me, related lower scores, meaning they were less satisfied with the district on all but four questions. That is significant. Absolutely. Um, she said it wasn't a huge discrepancy, so it's not it's not um, glaring. It's not right, but it yeah. is notable that on on most of these questions, mm-hmm. um, Black and African American students, families, Asian students, family staff were um, less satisfied than white peers. Um, she said the four questions where Black or Asian uh, students had higher favorability stor- scores were, um, I feel I do well in school. 84% of Black students said that they, they felt they'd do well in school, which is higher than the mean. Mm. Um, I get along with other students. 87% of Black students uh, responded favorably to that. I like my school. 86% of Asian students responded favorably above the mean. My school has clear rules for behavior. 86% for Asian, which was above the mean. So there are places where... You know, there's that's not true across the board. It's just mm-hmm. interesting. It's like yeah. this is the kind of granularity that we're looking for. And I it sounds like the district is digging into that. You know me. I'm so nosy. I want to know. You want to know all those like, details. So I, I'm curious. Was there any indication if there is going to be a full report or are they going to sort of kind of keep the information internal? Did, was that ever clear or? I'm hoping there's going to be a more publicly released report. Mm hmm. It seems like the administration is digging through the data now. We'll see, you know, we'll see. If if they roll, then report. Um, So all that being said, can we please talk about the pigs? I would love to talk about the pigs. (gasps) I'm so excited. Okay, so the, okay, first of all, we are not talking about living, breathing pigs. We are talking about pig sculptures pig sculptures still extremely exciting still very exciting the sculpture park has been thinking about ways to be more fiscally sustainable uh so they don't have to keep going back to well not keep they don't have to go back to town meeting to ask for more money like they did in 2022 they've mostly been sustained by donations from the business community um yeah so the basically they're trying to raise money the plan is 10 to 15 businesses are going to sponsor a pig sculpture. They'll get to design it, have it painted to reflect their business or their industry. And then this summer, between June and September, the pigs will go graze on uh, Town Common. People can go visit them, take pictures with the pigs, learn about the businesses. Um, And then at the end of the summer, the pigs go back to live with the businesses that adopted them. And there will be like a map online. You can go do a little little tour of the pigs. Like a scavenger hunt. Absolutely like a scavenger hunt. Um, We are going to talk to Sculpture Park Committee Chair Barbara LaRue in just a minute. She'll explain this better than I can. But the idea is to have fun with a temporary art exhibit, raise money for the Sculpture Park, bring the business community and residents together, and celebrate uh, Burlington's heritage all in one go. There's a little sticking point here on the heritage question, Sarah. Ooh, sticking point. Yes. So Interesting. Barbara LaRue, when she was presenting this to the select board, was basically saying this is based on something called the skull or the, the cow parade, which is other towns have done it, right? The town that I grew up in, I mentioned this in, in the interview, uh, Saratoga Springs has a racetrack. So we have this connection to horses. Oh. So when I was a kid, there were all these businesses that had these like painted horse sculptures out front. 
uh, cows is the traditional one. There are all kinds of them. But Barbara LaRue was saying Burlington doesn't really have a connection to pigs or excuse me, to cows. So let's Mm. do pigs because in 1799, when the town was incorporated, we had a pretty big pig industry. Well, Mary Nohelty of the Burlington Historical Commission says, hold on a minute, we sure do have a connection to cows. When Grandview Farm was a tavern, there were cows grazing on the land that the sculpture park currently occupies. Interesting. So I still think the pigs is a great idea, but the Historical Society would like me to note. We, Noted. There are, we do have a history with cows in the Dairy town of Burlington. And also used to graze in the sculpture park. Maybe next year we'll have cows. Who knows? Who knows? This year pigs, next year cows. This is such a fruitful area for exploration in terms of art and and agriculture. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll also mention this isn't the first time Burlington has done something like this. About 20 years ago, there was a fundraiser for Grandview uh, where businesses could sponsor calves, painted calves. And uh, BCAT, where I work, uh, had one. Um, So there's, there's a long history here of these kind of public art displays. Do you want to hear from Barbara LaRue? I would love to hear. All right. Let us turn it over to that conversation. Barbara LaRue, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So why pigs? (laughs) Very good question. Um, As you know, cow parade is very common across the country. But Burlington, while there were some cows, of course, living in Burlington back in 1799 when Burlington was incorporated, the major agricultural industry in Burlington was pig farming. So we thought as a a tribute to Burlington's past that we should have pigs instead of cows. So this is this is a fundraiser, essentially. The idea is businesses can sponsor a pig. They can have it designed and painted uh, to represent their business or their industry somehow and have that on Town Common for summer 2024. Um, what are your goals for this project? We, thanks for asking. We actually have several goals for the project. And of course, the main goal is to raise money for the park. Um, the park has been around since 2020 and has been primarily funded by donations from area businesses and some individuals. But we did receive $20,000 from town meeting about a year and a half ago. And that was great. And we appreciate it. But we don't want to have to keep going back to the town for funding. We really want to be able to fund the park through donations. Um, But we can't just keep going back to the same area businesses over and over again, asking them for money. So we came up with this idea because it enables us to reach out to a different set of businesses. But it also accomplishes some of our other goals, which are, first of all, to provide something very fun and engaging on the common all summer long for Burlington residents to interact with. But at the same time, we're hoping that through these pigs and the businesses that sponsor them, Burlington residents will learn more about some of the really exciting, cool businesses that are in Burlington. We have very interesting businesses doing very progressive work here. And a lot of times people don't hear about them. I hear about them because I'm on planning board and they're fascinating. But I think a lot of residents in Burlington would like to know more about the work that's being done here. I'm assuming it's too early to share any businesses that have said that they're interested in this? We have not yet approached businesses about buying pigs because I needed permission from Select Board first. Sure. So I have a list of targets and they should be expecting calls from <laughs> me very soon. <laughs> um 
Well, okay. So I, I want to say I, I grew up in Saratoga Springs, New York, which is a rate. We had the, the horse racing track there. And my whole childhood, essentially, we had horse statues around town. Oh. Businesses sponsored them. I really felt like it was just a really fun kind of whimsical thing that made my town special. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that for kids of a certain age, this will feel really similar. It will feel like, wow, our town is doing something cool. Isn't that neat? I, I hope you're I hope they do feel that way. And another benefit of this is that after the promotion is over, the pigs will go and live at their corporate offices, hopefully outside. And we'll have a map online and families or visitors can go and check out all the pigs and, and see them back at their homes. And it helps spread outdoor art throughout the town so that the out artwork isn't only in the park or only in the town center, but actually spreads outward throughout the town. It, it's also part of what you're doing, if I'm correct, is getting people used to the idea that the sculpture park can move, can be mobile. Yes. Because we all have been talking about how when the um, police station is redeveloped, the sculpture park will likely have to move. So what? How does how do those fit together in your mind? That is another reason why we wanted to do this. We will be probably moving all of the sculptures out of the sculpture park in order to make room for the new police station. And we've been in consultation with the select board about where the sculptures should go. Nothing has been decided yet. But it would be great for us to test out that concept by moving some sculptures. We have two right now on the common, and maybe we put a bunch of pigs on the common and see how people <laughs> interact with them, see how they work. And also there are some practical considerations. How difficult is it for DPW and recreation to perform their normal maintenance when there are sculptures on the common? We mm -hmm. need to sort of work some of those kinks out and that this project would give us an opportunity to do that as well. So trying to accomplish lots of things here. Yes. Um, there were some concerns. We were at the select board on, on Monday, and I think the, the the main concern that it seems like folks had was that, um, in the in the words of Nick Priest, slap a logo on that pig, that, <laughs> that businesses would just sort of put their logo on it and call it a day. But you're looking for something more creative. Is that right? We are definitely looking for something more creative. And I think um, we have tested this idea out with businesses, and they seem to embrace the idea of, hiring an artist and having something that represents their their business but is not a logo. In order to make sure that that doesn't happen, the businesses that contract for a pig will be required to submit their design to the Burlington Sculpture Park Committee for approval before it's painted. Um, how would you decorate a pig if you were going to paint one yourself? Oh, wow. I, I would want my pig to be extremely glitzy and glamorous. Of okay. Course. Would you like bedazzle your pig? I would bedazzle my pig. My <laughs> pig would be red carpet ready. Okay. <laughs> I can honestly see, like, I feel like there's a lot. It's very popular now to have, like, face jewelry almost. Ooh. Like little, you know, little, I could see, like, a pig with, like, the bedazzled eyebrows or something and then a little red carpet underneath it. And I definitely a tiara think. Oh, yeah. I think a tiara Absolutely. would be appropriate. Uh, well, I simply cannot wait for for this to happen i i think it's just an absolutely exciting idea and, and I'm, I'm sure there are lots of different ways to you know for businesses to engage with this and families to engage with it so thank you very much for taking a minute to come explain it to us planning yes. board chair yes. and <laughs> chair of the sculpture park committee barbara Leroux, thank you thank you very much thank you so much for having me i love the idea of um putting art out there so that the community can enjoy it and um have a kind of nice like community feel to it i've said it once and i'll say it again this is an outstanding idea. It should be really significant development for this town. 
personally, I think people will just go hog wild for this one. Oh, absolutely. I'm just excited to see the portfolio of amazing art. So all you businesses out there, trot on over to the sculpture park and sponsor your pig. Absolutely. And also keep your uh, phones open. Now, we got to say, we've hogged the spotlight for long enough. This is the Burlington Brief. I'm Sarah Eshelman. I'm Sydney Bowles. We'll see you next week. 